Alright, hello everyone. My name is Matthew Stricker and welcome back to another episode of Eagle Exchange. I'm here today interviewing with Michaela Stewart, interviewing our fellow friend and a student at Woodward Academy, Jenna Benedict. Hey, Jenna. Hi. Uh, well, the most topic for today is, um, and I saw in recent news, you were talking at the state legislature in Georgia. Could you tell the audience a little bit about what you were doing and what you were fighting for? Um, in the state of Georgia, we don't have any laws as of today, but tomorrow the law is going to be passed, so I'm excited about that, that have to do with dyslexics. So I was in, I've been in Congress in the state legislature for a few months now, lobbying to get a dyslexic bill passed and to have where kids from kindergarten to third grade be tested at early ages for dyslexia and teachers be informed on how to teach the students. And what inspired you to do this? Um, when I was, I didn't get diagnosed with dyslexia until I was in third grade after I failed the CRCT three times, which is the standardized test for Georgia. And that's, no one really saw that as a sign until after that. And then when I went into fourth grade, my teacher wasn't informed on how to teach dyslexics and ended up bullying me and my fellow classmates into thinking I was stupid and dumb until the end of the year I was pulled out of that class. Well, not end of the year, sorry. At the end of the winter semester, I was pulled out of that class and put into a different class with a teacher who did understand how to teach dyslexics and had the background on teaching dyslexics. And I ended up passing my CRSCTs that year, exceeded in everything. And I got my confidence back. And I didn't want anybody else like me who is dyslexics or doesn't or have another disability or something like that feel sad and depressed about what they have and like to be more informed on how to deal with their disabilities. Mm -hmm. Wow, it's really incredible just hearing about that. Like as a fellow dyslexic, it's really just powerful seeing somebody that came from where we all came from at one yeah. point to do that. So what are the steps that you had to do? Like what made you come up with the specifics in the bill and can you step, walk us through the process? The whole point of the bill was just to get something in law at first to help dyslexics and stuff. So we wanted to make sure that there was testing at younger ages, mandatory testing for schools. Because if you even said they can test for dyslexics, then some school systems will see the can as in we don't need to do that. So it had to be like you must do this. And, and just in case the parents don't want their kids to be tested, you have to have all the little precautionaries for like different families and stuff, but where it's still a necessary, necessary mandatory thing you have to do. And we had to make sure it wasn't like at too young, like in preschool, because not every kid goes to a preschool. Until, and not every mind is developed. Yeah, yet. and not every mind's developed yet. And we also wanted to make sure kids who came from out of state could still get testing mm -hmm. that came later into the state that came from a state that didn't have any dyslexic bills like we were. So we had to put a lot of focus on that. And the main goal was just to diagnose with this bill, it was just to diagnose kids with dyslexic and then it was a later thought to like inform teachers more like once we have the diagnosis what can we do now okay and are the t the testing for kids is it only going to be offered to public schools or private schools or charter I'm not sure about that but I do know that it'll only cost I think eight dollars a kid to mm. do the testing and they have like this special program they're doing it with and right now they're going to start a test thing for the next three years. So the bill won't actually go into normal public schools until like the year 23, I think. Mm -hmm. So so when it gets passed tomorrow, like you said, what will be taking action now? 
action, what will take an action now they'll have. So they are picking, they're going to have test schools where they'll have like, I think they're doing one in Marietta and they'll pick different schools from different locations. So then they know that they're smaller schools and bigger schools to see how it helps and what they can find this, the challenges with the program to fix it, to make it perfect for once they have the plan going for all the other schools by 23. Okay, so for me, remember being tested, I went to an educational psychologist and it was ours. So is it going to be the formal testing process that they do or will it be a different process, do you know? What they told me it was going to be, it should only take, they told me that it should only take teachers, the administrative people who do the testing, I really don't know what they're called, um, only like two hours to do the testing for a student. Mm -hmm. So it won't take a lot of time from a classroom of kids, but still be enough to like identify if a kid has dyslexia or if they do have a risk of having a reading disability in the future to get them on the right track. Okay, and is the testing only testing dyslexia or is it testing other learning differences as well? The main focus was dyslexia, but it will test for dysgraphia and a long list of other ones on there, and the definitions are in the bill. I just can't remember them because <laughs> they really went into full extent to make sure this bill was as best as they can have it right now. Okay, so after they get tested, are the people that test them, are they going to give them different support programs or different programs on what they can do to help them, or are teachers going to be trained to handle the situation, or has that not been... As I was told, but I'm not entirely sure if this is what's going to happen, this is what they said might happen, mm -hmm. was that they're going to have pull in like an outside source like the Wilson system or this, I don't know what system they use at SCAD, but it's this different system, and like to train teachers and teachers who are trained in the system or have a little bit usually get an extra, like going through that training will get extra money mm -hmm. towards their salary, so then there's incentive to get the training for the kids and also help the kids. So will the testing be individual or will it be more in a group setting or both or? I'm not sure about that. Okay, sorry if I'm it's being fine. too specific. So, um, okay, so you're only focusing on the age range between kindergarten and what grade? Third grade. So if, so for the children, that is kindergarten. It's mandatory. Yes. So for the other grades, are parents going to ask the school? Like, who do the parents ask if they want their child to be tested since it's not mandatory? Um, I think they can ask any administrator. And if they say no to them, they can say, well, it's in the law, so you have to do it. And the not mandatory reason for first, second, and third is because the kids that should have been already tested in kindergarten, but the reason why we have those three grades is in case somebody from outside of school, like outside of the state, comes in or somebody switches school. The reason why we have us so people from outside of the state can like, who moved to Georgia will still be able to be tested just in case if they weren't tested in another state or if they started um, showing they passed, because in kindergarten I was tested into program challenge, so I passed without anybody knowing anything. So in case like they slipped under the radar, they can still be caught. So are you focusing, like, current, like, after this pill, bill gets passed, are you focusing on testing in the metro Atlanta area or up north, or are you going to branch out to all different parts of Georgia, or are you waiting until 23 to do that? The, um, the trial of it, like, the trial for the bill, because they have to have a trial period to make sure 
everything's okay and, mm-hmm. like, goes smoothly. And if not, they can make the changes. So then, like, not every school in Georgia, because you can't just randomly say, okay, now you have to test every kid and, like, you figure it out to the school systems. The senators and the Congress legislative let me say that the the legislative was trying to make sure make it as easy as possible to put this into the school systems and have a plan already set out but they're not as informed as they could be so they need to have these trial runs so there will be trial runs in the metro area in suburbs they're trying to get all around the state of Georgia to make sure for each school like each different types of schools they could have the right systems in place so what are your plans for the future, like when you get into college or when you get into after college, after college <laughs> grad school, whatever you want to do? I either want to go into college and get my special education degree and become a reading psychologist, like the person who taught me how to read, because I didn't learn how to read in school. I had to go every Monday to, to I still go every Monday to, to a reading read. psychologist to learn how to read. And um, either that or I would want to go into um, law and be a more advocate for people with an education, like more education of law or just law in general, because now I already know all the laws in Georgia for dyslexics, so I'm already <laughs> out of the game. Yeah. No, and I really respect that you taking the time to know the law and know what your rights are, because a lot of people, like what I was taught being in the transition program is how to advocate for yourself. And a lot of people, not even just dyslexics, but in general, a lot of people don't know how to advocate for yourself. Like, you know, the accommodations that we have. Some teachers won't let us use the accommodations. And it's like, no, this is what I need. I need this to succeed. And it's not saying I am rely, like I'm tied to this. Like, this is what makes me. It's not what it is. It's just like, if I can be put to the table with everyone else, I do need this in order to do my best. And a lot of people don't understand that. And I'm glad that you are advocating for not only yourself, but the rest of Georgia. So I commend you for that. Thanks. For context, Michaela, could you let the audience know what the trans- transition program is so that you have a better feel for what you're Sure. So about. the transition program goes through from now second grade to eighth grade. And it's the program at Woodward where diff- people, kids with learning disabilities such as dyslexia, ADHD, ADD learn in a classroom and they don't learn different things than the mainstream. Well, that's what we call it. The other, the normal classes, but we learn at a slower and different pace. Like we do different activities, we do different things. And the program has really helped me and other people a lot actually because it's given us different tactics and different strategies in order for us to succeed. And we are in the same um, level as you guys. We are not in a completely different building. We're in the same grade. We take the same test. We just all learn differently. Because the thing about kids with learning disabilities, a lot of people don't understand that we can learn the exact same things that you do. We just learn it at a different pace or in a different way. It's not that we just can't learn it at all. Mm -hmm. Because honestly, like, I don't know statistically now for 2019, but back in 2010 and 2014, like people who have dyslexia have a high IQ. Like that was one of the requirements. I don't think that's the requirement now, but when I was in the program, one of the requirements is to have a higher IQ because you have to be able, you know, to actually do the work in order to be in the program. And yes, it does 
costs more, but it is honestly a really incredible program. And I hope that what your bill does is creates those programs Mm -hmm. into those schools because that is so important because a lot of people are put at a disadvantage because they're learned this, they are taught the same way everybody else is taught. And um, Jenna, I want to again applaud you for taking something that most people that don't do not have it look at as a disability and use it as motivation to not only help yourself but also help people that are coming after you. You're basically paving a way for other people to try to be successful and thrive in an environment that should be fun, school. The question I have for you is, do you have any tips or advice for students who maybe they're living in a different state and they have feel like their school systems isn't really advocating or helping those who have dyslexia or a different disability, what tips would you give to them to get involved in their state legislature or try to find a way to make a change like you have? Well, I started small. Like, I went to my um, school system because I grew up in public school, and that's the reason why I came to Woodward is because the high schools weren't going to be able to support my reading. They would have said they were like, oh, for a 20-question test, we'll only give you five questions because we're just trying to get you to graduate, you're not going to college. And that's what they thought of dyslexics. So whenever my parents were deciding on what school I go to, they said, we want her to go to college, she's a bright kid, she's gonna make it to college. So we ended up coming to Woodward. So when I went to my school system said, we need to stop saying these to the kids because my friends who aren't as fortunate and like money-wise couldn't come to Woodward, so they're going to these public schools that aren't teaching them that they can reach for the stars, they're teaching them just to reach for the ground. So when I went to the um, school system, they were like, sorry, we can't do anything. So I went to the next person next. I contacted my legislator, and we started doing this. And we had Dyslexia Day, and I met a bunch of other dyslexics at Congress. And like this one kid had the same story as me. And I just couldn't help myself from crying because I thought I was the only one with my story where they told me not to reach for the stars. But... It, I didn't realize it was just that as common. And like that's when it really opened my eyes and I became so much more passionate about this and went there a lot. Like I missed a lot of school because of this. <laughs> but so um, I've s- still kept up my grades and everything. And my mom's like, as long as your grades are up, we can still push for this. So I would just advise y'all just to reach out as small or big as you can, like talk to your teacher. Like my teacher's one who said, I'm, I can't do anything. Like you go do it. So then I talk to the next person, not the next person and keep going until somebody will listen because someone will listen on the way. And one last thing, have you learned anything new about dyslexia and hearing these stories? And what have you learned, especially about yourself during this process? Um, when I was testifying in front of the committees, um, there was a lot of other people testifying, so you got to hear their stories too, which was very interesting. And there was these people who came up and they said, we just found that dyslexics, they learn, they use a different part of their brain to learn, but there's no way to actually, like, if you were dyslexic and you're like, I don't want to be dyslexic anymore, I want this out of my head or something, like, learn different, you can't get, it like, a surgery or anything to fix it. Like, it's a mental thing where you just use a different part of your brain to learn something, and that's why it takes us slower because they think it takes us slower to learn something but it's actually not it's just not the way that we were built to learn and everybody's different to learn a different way and I also realized like before I wasn't even able to talk about being dyslexic and I used to think it was like this big secret and now like I'm very open about it and like sure sometimes whenever I talk about it like I start crying because like all the different stories that I've heard from other people and that I've been through it does really hit a nerve 
but I've become stronger and I know that now at least I like if there's ever an issue in my life again like not even with dyslexia just in general where I'm like this isn't right I know that if I just keep pushing and try hard sure it might take a while but you can get it done yeah I condone you like again I just condone you for all of these things but that is the thing like when it like with dyslexia it's like our brain is completely rewired it's completely designed differently yes it may look the same from the outside but when you really go inside to it inside it if hypothetically we could and if we really look at the differences it's just rewiring mm -hmm. and it's not that we're slower or we're dumb it's just we learn like you said differently and I'm so glad that you understand that yeah. and I wish so many other people could understand that and the thing is like because we learn differently we see the world differently so then we might be able to see the cure to cancer that somebody just overlooked because we just see everything differently okay yeah. Well, you know, thank you so much for coming Thanks for today and speaking yeah, to you, the Jenna. people. I really think that you're going to inspire people thank with you. this. All right. Well, Do good things. Great things. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> thank you for listening, everyone. Make sure to check out uh, Jenna Benedict. Um, they could probably find you on, any, let's probably put in articles talking about this. You can check out the Woodward website for more. Uh, check out your state legislatures to get involved in anything you feel you feel like you should be an advocate for. And thank you for listening to us. Jenna, once again, thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. Us your, um, incredible story. Incredible story. And thank you uh, for the kids out there who are probably going to benefit from this in the future. Thank you. Thank you.